Hey guys, Pastor Jurgen here. I'm so glad you're tuning into one of our powerful messages that is guaranteed to absolutely elevate your life to another level. At Awaken, we only want to preach fresh, real, powerful to help you grow stronger in your walk with God, develop your faith so you can take more territory. I'm praying that God blesses you and enriches your soul as you listen to this amazing word from God. God bless you. I want you to know that God's plans and purposes for you aren't fated. He paid an extraordinary price for you. But you and I need to participate in the price he paid and lay hold of it so we access and don't squander the high price he paid for you and I. Okay? His intentions are real. His power is available. His purpose is true. But you and I can either lock down what God has intended for us or unlock it. And this one little tip is going to unlock us. Are you sure you're interested? I mean, this is my stash. This is like my secret stuff. I don't share this with just anybody. This isn't just free out there. This is only for my family. This is, this is only for Balboa on a Wednesday night. Hey, uh, before I get started, though, I want to take a minute and I want to honor a good friend of mine who's in town from Seattle with his crew. Drew Davies, can you stand up real quick? Come on. Yeah. He and I joined this crazy awakened movement about the same time, and we both did two things. We both offered all we had. We didn't even have that much, you know, but we gave everything. What I love about God is he can take your all. Yeah. Yeah. And if you can give him your all, he can multiply it and actually make something out of you. And, and Drew, he has certainly made a man out of you, and you and Emma. And it's fun to see your team. Put your hand up, guys, all down here from the great Northwest. And, yeah. And uh, I think the guy who's lit me up this particular trip's been Barry. Yeah. And I'll tell you why. I know you're very successful, very generous. But the way you love Drew and the way that you believe in him and honor him, it touches my heart. And I just want to say I appreciate you and you're so valuable to the Northwest. You're a critical man in this hour. And you guys just bought a building, getting ready to buy another one. What the flip, Drew? Come on, man. Um, yeah, listen, let me tell you uh, the, the name of the, the title of the message is called The Honor Code. And um, what I've been discovering is that honor is the code that unlocks life, that unlocks the wonderful life. And we just came off of our um, Pathfinders conference. It was outrageous. It was crazy. It was nuts. And, and one of the things that I picked up at the conference was anytime we honored somebody, we'd feel like a window of heaven where the prophetic was there, the power of God was there, the opportunity to speak into things, the opportunity to shift things. And, and I to, while I was enjoying the conference and trying to run a conference and trying to put together an event that other people enjoyed, I was like taking notes on, on how God moved. 
And what was, what was it that was unlocking the prophetic, the edge, the potency? And I don't know if you know this, but Pathfinders exists to be influential in the city and saving the city. We just came off the save the city. Um, and we're a church that doesn't think the city should remain the same if we're in it. If your city isn't impacted by your existence as a church, what are you doing? You are called to be salt and light in the city, influential, impactful. And so we started honoring people who we do life with that make a big impact in the city. And every time we did it, the window of heaven would open up and we would feel the grace and the power of God. So I was just taking notes on that for you. One of the people that we celebrated happens to be here tonight. Uh, we have seven major critical spheres in every city, in case you didn't know this. Um, the same critical spheres are in Seattle as they are here in San Diego. There's government. By the way, this election's not over, okay? So we won some battles. We're still fighting some battles. We got a lot more battles to fight. But some of the battles, it's just interesting how counting ballots just seems to keep taking longer and longer and longer. That means we need to be praying longer and longer and longer. Covering, watching, warring, interceding. It's a lot on the line. So we were honoring the, uh, the political space, and then we were honoring the arts and entertainment space. Uh, beautiful Annika, who's helping us launch this uh, night of Christmas, going big in the city. What are we calling it, Sterling? What are we calling it? The <laughs> Hear me. Shouldn't the church be responsible for the city's newest Christmas traditions. I, I, this is what needs to be caught in us as a body that we lead the charge for what happens in our city. We arrest the things that shouldn't be happening in our city and we establish the things that should be happening in the city. So we started honoring the arts and whoom, the honor opens up something. We also honor um, media and and education, people that are fighting for our children and, and fighting against the perverse ideologies of Escondido and San Diego. And who would have thought we would lead the country in perversion, teaching kindergartners whacked out gender neutrality? Like, are you kidding me? And so we are a church that doesn't just stand by and complain, we engage in culture. And so when we find people fighting the real battles in our city, we honor them. We honor business, like Barry. Not only an extraordinary employer, but an extraordinarily generous, generous man. If you were in our church, you might have won the Pathfinders Business Award. But you're going to win that at Drew's church. Because Drew gets this stuff. We also honor the family. Those that fight for the unborn you want to know who won that award? Beautiful Dana Piper. Can you stand up, Dana? Oh, we love you so much. Listen, stay, stay standing. Stay standing. Here's why. Because I know what honor does. It unlocks things. 
What you celebrate, you get more of. What you honor draws toward you. So as we honor you, all of us are gonna get a little access of what is in Dana. So we teach at Pathfinders, it's not about making money, it's about making a difference. It's about fulfilling your assignment. Her assignment is protecting the unborn. I want you to know in California, that's kind of a big deal right now. She's fighting for it. For her, it meant leaving six-figure income to go work for 16 bucks an hour. The answer, the call for her was stepping backwards economically so she could say yes to the high call of saving kids. You with me? We honor that. We honor your fight. But I'm going to tell you, you've unlocked something. You and Joel are gonna step into financial returns that are connected to the things that are in your heart. God is gonna reward you for honoring him and following him in your obedience because you're also extraordinarily generous. And I just wanna tell you, we value you, we honor you, but you've unlocked something, not just for you, but for all of us. Let's honor Dana, we love you, we love you. And for the first time ever, we decided we were going to actually honor the religious sphere. That's the seventh sphere in every city. The problem is, in most cities, we've seen religion kind of take a back seat. Remember what Jesus said? If salt loses its flavor, it's good for nothing but to be thrown out and trampled underfoot. Yeah, welcome to Christianity in America and certainly in California. Until... Until God decided to send some people from Australia who would be more patriotic than most of the people here. And they would choose to draw a line in the sand and say, not in my city, not in my state, not in my country. So we honored Pastor Jurgen and Leanne with our first ever religion award. And heaven was opened. And I feel like we're even a little bit in the afterglow of some of that honor of a church that wants to save and rescue a city. I want you to know, anointing, the power of God, is always for your fight. It's always for your assignment. It's not for you to just feel him and have a nice warm, nice service and got a little chill, a little goosebump. The power of God is, it's a divine go. Go into all the world and I'll back you up. And Go into fighting for the unborn, I'll back you up. Go into politics. And so what we've been finding is as we go, we find he, his, he backs us. Please, please know the power of God is always connected to your go. What's your go? Where are you assigned in this city? Right now, we're all assigned corporately. Now, hear this. This is good teaching. This is what isn't in my notes, but I feel a little life on this because honor opens up life. There's individual assignments like Dana's, and there's corporate assignments like Awakens. So that when we see city, the, uh, what, what did we call it again, Sterling? <laughs> Come on, man, it's got a ring to it. <laughs> when we see Awaken 
is embarking on San Diego's newest Christmas tradition. That's our corporate assignment. That's our assignment. And as we step into it, we unlock the blessing. Are you ready to step into it? Are you ready to go volunteer? Are you ready to show up early? Are you ready to stay late? Are you ready to be a part of this? We're no longer spectators in a movement. We're participants in a war that we're gonna win. It might take a while. It's the honor code. Let's get into this. If you know anything about me, Drew, God speaks to me in acronyms. And he's done it again. <laughs> Found the word code. And I want you to imagine like you're in high school and you got your little locker and you're rushing to your class and you're like turning it to the right and then back to the left and, and it clicks right open and wah, you know. You with me? This is that code that's going to unlock your locker to the promises of God. So the first, the C, is called upward. Called upward. Now, sometimes the call upward is a little uncomfortable. I remember the call I got. It was about five years ago, and it was from Pastor Jurgen, And I thought it was a friendly call. He wanted to have coffee. I was quite certain he was proud of me. <laughs> and we'd been serving here. We'd been faithful. We'd given our hitched our business to build the church. We'd served. But he had been seeing me and watching me and had noticed some bankruptcy in an area. And he sat me down for coffee and he said, Colin, you know I love you, right? I was like, this might not go as well as I thought. <laughs> I squirmed a little bit and smiled and yeah. And he said, hey, uh, you've learned all the words. It's an honor church. I don't know if you've noticed that, but we honor a lot. And I can pick up the rhetoric of the day. And, and so I fit right in, you know, and I could say all the right things. And the problem is, is what I was saying, he wasn't feeling. He's like, you have the right words, but when I hear them, they feel empty. Thanks. <laughs> I think you care about me. Well, he cared enough to call me on it. I wonder if he knew what honor unlocked. I wonder if he knew what was on the other side of real honor, not just words, but real honor. And I wonder if he was pastoring me enough to call me upward into what he knew God had for me. So much so that he was willing to take a risk and have a hard conversation with me. Yeah. I don't think I was the most dishonorable guy. But he just saw more in me and he wanted more. That's what I want for you. This is an unbelievable campus full of unbelievable people. But God is calling you up. Shoot, I feel a little bit of life in here. Um, it got worse. <laughs> if you know anything about me, I'm moderately competitive. And I usually can recognize other guys that are in the church that are winning. And I compare myself sometimes to them. 
one of the guys that I always seem to have my eye on is Dr. Matt Hubbard. <laughs> and, you know, part of me is rooting for him. Part of me is rooting against him. <laughs> Come on, I'm just, I'm just a guy, you know? Like, welcome, you know, to humanity. <laughs> humanity. So Pastor Jurgen doesn't stop at, when you're speaking words of honor, I don't feel it. He went on to say, I want you to take a look at Dr. Matt Hubbard. I'm like, oh, gee, you cannot love me. You cannot possibly love me. <laughs> and I want you to know, an upward call sometimes doesn't feel very upward. It felt more like a low blow. But it sent me on a journey into the code that's unlocked my life. And we've seen more growth and expansion, territory, promotion, trusted with much, because I didn't get offended by that confrontational upward call. I got to work. It hurt. It stung. I was reeling. It, I was, it took me a few weeks to pick myself off the floor, to be honest, because this is a man who I'm living for, Pastor Jurgen. And I'm a performance-based guy, so it's all on approval. And if I'm performing well, I feel like you love me. And, and so here I am yearning for approval, and the person I want it from has told me I'm coming up short in an area. He also said, I want you to know, that doesn't change how much I love you. I just love you enough to call you up. Are you with me? But when you're performance-based and you're approval-based, you can get a little weird when somebody's not approving of you. <laughs> I know I'm not alone in here. Was he being a good pastor? Yes. Did he really love me? Yes. Yeah. Are you able to be pastored? I'm so grateful I let him pastor me. And it hurt. It was the hardest conversation I've had in the 10, 11 years I've been at Awaken. And it was the most important one I've ever had and the best one for me the one that sent me into my destiny and unlocked me. You ready for some of the rest of the code? <laughs> we got the first one. Now we're going to go this way a little bit. The next one's the O, and it's overcoming offense. I was offended. Actually, there's parts of me that are offended right now. I found if your life is going to be expanded and enlarged and you're taken into new territory, you're going to come back up against you. And so the same me that I had to deal with five years ago seems to be back in this season. And so God is so good to me that he wants to address and get my heart pure. That 30, 60, 100-fold return that Jesus promised has actually a lot to do with your heart. And if your heart is harboring offense... It's very difficult for healthy things to grow in your heart. So my heart is undergoing some processing right now. Now. So I have authority to teach on this message because I'm doing some work on overcoming offenses. Again. What I've discovered is offenses just keep coming. In fact, they're actually promised. 
And I think a lot of times I want to pray away injury and pain and people that are difficult to be around. But when I'm really close to God, I actually ask him to bring it closer. Because I want you to know you can't really have a pure heart if you haven't forgiven somebody in a while. If you need everybody around you to be nice to you all the time, and you need all the leadership you serve to be perfect towards you all the time, then you're pretty weak, actually. In fact, you're not very rewardable if you are easily offendable. And I find that I'm just easily offended. And so I have a lot of work to do on my heart often, and I'm in a season now. Is anybody with me? This is the code, though. You see, if I can't overcome offense that's promised to me, I can't unlock the promises of God for me. Yeah, forgiving over and over. Sometimes God will bring things up from previous seasons that you thought you already dealt with. Here, I want you to understand why. Because you start in a territory of life, and if you're faithful with it, what's ha- what do you get? You get promoted into the next season. More territory. Guess what? Just because your lawn is perfect in your current yard doesn't mean the new territory you've been promoted into is functioning and healthy. So you got to get back, get the rototiller back out and get the hoe back out and get the weeding gloves back out. And you got to excavate your heart of things that you've been promoted into. If you're not careful, it can look like you're regressing into your old self, but really you're being promoted into new territory and you have to get back to work on getting rejection and fear and doubt. I'm trying to help you get promoted. I'm trying to help you understand and process pain when it comes on the other side of your obedience, on the other side of your faithfulness. There you are addressing things that you thought you already addressed. Why? Because you've been promoted. You got new territory. Actually, what if you could crack the code on consistently overcoming offense? What if you were unoffendable? What if nobody could stop you? And certainly nobody's offense or opinion or bad leadership or frustrating leadership or personality type. What if nobody could get in your way and you chose? It doesn't mean I'm not irritated. It doesn't mean I don't like the way you lead. It doesn't mean this. It doesn't mean that. It just means the next morning I'll get up and I have to deal with my own heart and forgive and break contract with and reestablish my heart in an unoffendable place. Shoot, I can feel a little something in here. feel like we're cracking the code. All right, let's keep moving here. Because it gets worse before it gets better. The D in code is dealing with disappointment. Oh, disappointment can look like delay. Like, where's this freaking building already? Seems like we've been expecting a building for a little while now. And delay translates to disappointment. Disappointed, get, disappointed heart gets heavy. Maybe you're in a situation and you've been overlooked or your leadership has disappointed you. And listen, leadership is always going to disappoint you. In fact, if you are a leader, 
and you don't like to be disappointed by leadership, you are setting yourself up to have people that don't like you when you disappoint them. If you want to be a great leader that has the capacity to lead a lot of people, you want them to have some thick skin. So if you don't have, you have a thick heart and soft skin. No, you need a big tender heart and some thick skin so that you can make errors as a leader. I can't afford to be running our organizations perfectly. Therefore, every time I'm offended or disappointed, it actually gives me an opportunity to sow into my leadership that I trust you. I don't need you to be perfect. I don't need you to get it right. I'm healthy enough to be committed to this thing on your best day or your worst day. I'm cracking the code. You with me here? But what are some of the disappointments you, you face? What, what are some of the things that you're facing right now? Like, didn't turn out the way you thought. You, you know, it's funny. When I look at offense and disappointment, it doesn't take me long to write three things down for each. <laughs> They're front and center in my mind. And, but I have to learn how to give those to the right things and, ex, and exchange those. One of the things I love about the altar is it's a place of exchange for us. And tonight, even tonight, I want to prepare you. We're going to have our amazing ministry team here. We specialize in fixing this stuff. You can come up here and confess your offense towards somebody who's irritated you again. And what happens is you confess your sin or your offense to one another, and you will be not just forgiven, healed. That means you come here heavy, burdened, frustrated, locked out of the promises, Oh, listen, you will not access the promises of God if you're harboring unforgiveness. I promise you. It's funny, when we're praying for the Holy Spirit over people, and we see the power of God all the time move in settings like this, and it'll happen tonight, one of the things we see that grossly inhibits the power of God moving is what? Unforgiveness and bitterness. And yet, all of us have valid issues of offense and disappointment that we're harboring. Do not have friends that just commiserate with you and just empathize. This is the culture we're in right now. We wanna empathize with pain. We wanna validate pain. We just wanna give people permission to keep it. We need to exchange our offense and disappointment for grace, forgiveness, life, this is the code. You ready for the E? And then I actually have some scripture. You might have thought, like, I got some scripture. The E is the entrance into the promises. See, there's an upward call to learn how to honor but then there's some things that can really hinder our ability to honor. And when I'm offended and when I'm disappointed, it's very difficult to honor, especially those that hurt me. You with me? I want you to know most of the time, offense and disappointment comes from authority. Most of the time it does. The hardest ones do, they come from family. They come from injuries, from family that wasn't there for us. It's, you know, one of the things I was most proud of of my beautiful wife, Melissa, when she spoke at Cherish, 
um, you don't know the price she paid to be able to honor her mother. She, she was adopted, and so she, when you're adopted, you always feel second place. Even when you're not, even when people aren't putting that on you, you put it on yourself, and you have an orphan spirit, or you have a rejected spirit, or abandoned spirit, and you, you wrestle with things in your head that some of them are true, and some of them just aren't true. But there's a promise that brings the entrance of heaven into your life called honor your father and mother. Look, can I read it to you? Let's start with Exodus. We're going to read our first scripture. I'm warm. I got my new sweatshirt, sweatsuit, feeling a little snappy. (laughs) But I'm also feeling a little hot. So thank you. Thank you, Sterling. What do we call it again, Sterling? San Diego's newest Christmas tradition. It changed my life. I want to start in one of the first honor promises that honor um, commands or commandments that has a promise associated with it. And And I want you to know one of the strategies, one of the insidious strategies of the devil is to turn your honor code down. He wants to lock you down. He does not want you accessing the promises of God. Because number one, it brings God glory when you access what Jesus paid for. And number two, he's a a thief. And so he wants to validate your pain and get you from exchanging it and forgiving and releasing and learning to honor those, even those that have injured you, even those that have damaged you, even those that have offended you. If you, listen, the greatest rewards of heaven are actually connected to forgiving, releasing, and honoring the people that might have injured you the most. If you really saw the rewards that were associated with forgiving those that have hurt you, you actually wouldn't think it's that bad. What they did to you might have set you up. I'm not saying it was God's will. Heck no. Most of the crap we've dealt with in our culture is not God's will. But what I found is if I can present my pain to a good God who works all things out for good, he can even take what was meant to harm me and what was meant for evil, and he has the power, the power to make it work for my good. The devil doesn't like things working for my good, so he wants to keep me on lockdown in offense and disappointment. Most of my root issues are connected to my parents. So were yours. I even had decent parents, and I still inherited a lot of dysfunction. I'm going to the bank. Do we still have ATMs these days? We do, right? I know. Shoot. It's weird. I don't even cash anymore. It's kind of scary, a cashless society. I don't even think that's a good thing. But anyway. <laughs> but remember when you used to go get cash out of the ATM? Have you ever typed in the code? And it's like insufficient funds, <laughs> insufficient funds. <laughs> and you're like, gosh, you know, have you ever had a wish like it just showed up with like an excess of money that you know, wasn't yours? Yeah. But here's the problem is this is life, okay? 
Life puts you in situations where you need to draw on resources to pay your bills. And I don't just mean your financial bills, but I mean your relationship bills, and I mean your parent-raising bills, and I mean your overcoming bills. And, And life's put a demand on you, and you go to the ATM and you realize insufficient funds, insufficient resources to accomplish what life is demanding of me, And then the world tells me it's my parents' fault or it's my teacher's fault or it's society's fault or it's white man's fault. I mean, our culture is always wanting to make you a victim. But what God wants to do is he wants to put funds in your account so that you can access what you need to fulfill your call. But most of my insufficient funds trace back to my parents. And it's very difficult to honor your parents if you haven't released them of what they didn't put in your account. That's really what forgiveness is. It means you owed me something. You were supposed to put life in me. You you were supposed to put resources in me. You were supposed to put confidence in me. You were supposed to put faith in me, hope in me. You were supposed to model fidelity. You were supposed to do this. And and I, I don't have any of it. And now I'm in a relationship that's demanding of me the things that I don't have in me. And so the world wants me to be mad at you because it's your fault. God wants me to release those who, that's forgiveness. You don't owe me any debt. Yeah, you should have put a million bucks in my account. You didn't. That's okay. I have a new father. I'm going to him now to access the funds I need. I release you. I forgive you of the debt. You did owe it to me. It was your responsibility to put it in me. It was, it was, it was. I release you. I forgive you. I don't need it anymore. I love you. I can bless you now. The problem is, is when you live with offense and deep disappointment, it's very hard to bless people. You with me? Okay. So that first promise, Exodus 20. 12. Let's read it real quick. Honor your father and mother. Then you will live a long, full life in the land the Lord your God is giving you. Well, you can't honor those you still harbor bitterness towards. One of the things we're going to have an opportunity to deal with tonight at the altar, if you if you so are like me and still processing some disappointment or some offense, um, do not go home without cracking the code on honor. Let's do another one. We'll do a couple of these and then we'll wrap this up. Next word is Proverbs 3, 9 through 10. Again, every honor promise has a return that God wants you to access. He wants you to break. He wants you to enter into something that he paid for for you. Honor the Lord with your wealth, with your finances, with the best part of everything you produce keep going. Should be one more here. Then, then he will fill your barns with grain and your vats will overflow with good wine. Do you see a God who's trying to take from you? Or do you see a God who's trying to get the best into you? Yeah. He's like, trust me with that bread, but I have nutrients for you. I have my best for you. Never let the devil trick you out of thinking that God isn't a good father who has the best for you. Those are just a couple examples. I mean, there's so many examples. Uh, Let's do one more. 
and then we're gonna wrap this up. 1 Corinthians 6, 18 through 20. This is honoring God with your body, with your purity. Let's read this. Run from sexual sin. Well, the world's telling you run too because you're a victim and you deserve it. Run from it. No other sin is so clearly affects the body as this one does for sexual immorality. Whoa, 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 whoa. I'm quick, but for, yeah, thank you. Give it up for the production team. For sexual immorality is a sin against your own body. Keep going. Don't you realize that your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit who lives in you and was given to you by God? You do not belong to yourself. For God bought you with a high price, so you must honor God with your body. Last thing I'm gonna tell you, and I feel like there's three things in here that you're gonna wanna deal with. Both Melissa and I came out of gross dysfunction. We've been married for 18 years, but we both came out of divorce and had never known sexual purity. It just didn't have a context for it. Neither of us understood it in our, own, in our original marriages. Our whole upbringing was dysfunctional. And yet we heard God saying, turn away from what's killing you and honor me with your sexuality. Honor me, even though you don't understand it, even though you don't have a full context for it yet. Honor me with your purity. And we did, we made it to our wedding day and we kept ourselves pure. I don't know how we did it by the grace of God. But what I wanna tell you is I didn't know what was on the other side of that. The rewards we've walked into, the intimacy we have, the trust we have. Now we still are dealing with stuff because years and years of dysfunction don't get erased overnight. Lots of programming, we're still, but what I'm saying is that the world is trying to rob you of the promise. And if you can honor God with your money, if you can honor your parents, if you can honor God with, with your body, you are accessing promises that he's intended for you. Can we stand on our feet? I wanna finish on, I wanna honor time, and I'm already pushing the boundaries on that, thanks to Sterling. Is anybody feeling a little life in here on the honor code? Um, first thing I wanna do, the, the most important decision you could ever make is responding to the one who paid a high price for you, to, to Jesus Christ who bought you back from dysfunction so you could walk in blessing. But if you haven't opened up your heart to him, you can't open up your heart to any of these other things. And if you're here tonight real quickly and you know who you are and you want a relationship with Jesus Christ and you feel like tonight's the night, I'm no longer gonna continue to live distant from him or disconnected from him, but I want him in my life and in my heart. If that's you, can you just raise your hand? I wanna know who you are. Come on, let's go. Yeah. 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 Come on, I, there's a few of us over here, but I, I feel like there's maybe one or two more. I, I just feel it and I, I don't wanna miss you. Come on, you know who you are. Don't, don't miss an opportunity like this and not access what God's doing. 
Ah, oh, praise God. Hey, we're gonna pray for them. And then what I want you to do, we're all gonna pray together. And then our ministry team's gonna come up and we're gonna deal with anything that's keeping you out of the promises of God, okay? Would you pray with me? Can we, can we celebrate the people that are saying yes to Jesus? Okay. Okay, let's do it. Father God, I wanna thank you for cracking the code on sin and dysfunction by sending Jesus Christ. We open our heart up to you. We receive you, your function, your life, your health, your blessing, your best. We're in your family now. You're our Father, God. Come into my heart. Come into my mind. Make me new. Make me clean. Unlock my life. In Jesus' name. Now for the rest of us, let's just come with me just for one more minute. Okay. Father God, I thank you for revealing to me tonight some of the things in my heart that have been keeping me from your promise. I turn away tonight from offense, disappointment, any unclean thing that's keeping me from honoring you, from honoring authority, from honoring my body, anything in my life that's making me dishonorable, I bring to the cross and I allow you to wash me, to forgive me, to clean me, and to make me new. In Jesus' name, we all said, amen. Wow, what an amazing word. I hope you enjoyed that as much as I did. Hey, listen, for more information about our church, go to www.awakenchurch.com or subscribe to our YouTube channel if you haven't already and download our app. It is amazing. It is chock full of incredible messages, information about upcoming events, and you can even support our ministry if you feel so inclined. We loved having you with us today. We look forward to seeing you again. God bless you. Live a life that is transformative. Bye for now.